Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Haley and I, we love being creative together. We like, um, you know, we like doing crafty stuff together and thing just seems like a big, a big, um, I guess that's how I'm, I look at it and, and I know that's a very specific way of looking at things. Um, I, for some people, you know, they, you know, that who are, who are really in love, they just, you know, that planning, planning a, a party or an event is, probably doesn't play to their strengths or what they like to do together. But um, this happens to play to uh, both Haley and my strengths. And that's just a, you know, building something together and being creative together and finding a way to um, uh, have this artistic experiential uh, uh, ceremony. And, um, you know, it, it's also, it also adds a, a, an element of, uh, I guess, pizzazz being that Haley is who she is. Right. When you talk about her, your whole face lights up. Yeah. <laughs> So, she's very sweet you know she's the love of my life <laughs> uh, another love of your life which is Winnie apparently who um does she feel like you're hers and that's it you have nobody else yeah. <laughs> Winnie Winnie is Winnie is totally my dog uh, we we it it Haley Haley did this um this mock sort of uh um adoption ceremony when uh when we uh first started dating um you know because she and i we went we we went zero to 60 very fast um it was very it was very kismet you know she was um uh she was exactly who and what i was looking for and and uh, i like to think the same um uh, recipro reciprocally uh, uh and uh yeah, she, she's great. Oh, do a, a rad series. Um, yeah. Can you explain to everybody who's listening, what is that and how do people get to take part in it and see it and do it? Totally. Um, and thanks for asking. Uh, the rad series is a, so it's, it's got a few components to it. Um, the first component and the one that's most visible is the rad series fitness tutorial. And that's, um, uh, that's facilitated through my Instagram very accessible exercises so these aren't uh these aren't just like um you know instagram has a niche in the fitness community where you know we like to watch super athletes do incredible uh feats that we can't do but um the rad series is more um for your everyday fitness enthusiast um you know basic things like squats push-ups uh, stuff that maybe we as fitness professionals might take for granted that not everyone knows how to do and then the uh, uh the other part the other component is the um the ebook and that is um it has a little abstract a little abstract about the ebook and myself and the preface no idea that i'd end up in fitness and i've been a lifelong athlete and uh, 
I played um, college lacrosse and uh, I, you know, fitness was more means to an end at that time. And then after completing my uh, career as a lacrosse player, I kind of, kind of fell in love with fitness and I studied psychology thinking I'd go into environmental law and I did a uh, post back um, to uh, potentially become a doctor. But uh, fitness, uh, fitness was a great match for me. And, you know, I, I started it, I kind of fell into it when I uh, moved to New York City, not really intending to. And then I just loved that I, I, I could run my own business and interact with just some really incredible people. And I think even though it wasn't part of my blueprint of how I would um, assimilate to New York, I think if I had to do it over, uh, if I had to do it over again, I'd, I'd do it the same way 10 times over. So I don't know if you know this about Perry, but she is an athlete as well. She, I didn't. Despite, despite having muscular dystrophy, she's completed how many marathons? This is no. nine marathons. Oh my God, <laughs> that's insane. I pushed her from the Miami Marathon up until about like the 11 mile mark. And um, as the years progressed, she started getting out earlier and earlier and then she pushes herself and walks in a gait trainer to get up to the finish line. And some years um, are stronger than others. There's always something going on, something's hurting her, but she's developed quite a bicep on one arm. Okay. One arm only, she's working on the other one. And she enjoys the, um, the competition, the cheering of the crowds, the um, setting of a goal and trying to achieve it. And we had spoken about this in interviews in the past. What happens when you set a goal, you work really hard, but you don't achieve it? Can you still celebrate it? I think that's, that's such a great question. Um, and uh, I think about all of the... Um, enthusiasm with which I was going into my post back um, because I thought with all my heart, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. I'm a big advocate in the idea uh, or the notion that we don't always know um, exactly what it is we want until we see it or until we experience it. And it's just, I think it's, it's just a, a, a limitation in, in cognition, right? Uh, even the most creative and uh, cerebral people, I think, have a hard time uh, calculating all of the little nuances that come into play when you consider uh, X, Y, and Z. And um, going back to my example, I think um, the, I, lo I love the idea of, uh, uh, I wanted to get into orthopedics, and I love the idea of being a, uh, be, potentially being able to do surgery and work with athletes and help people uh, recapture physical vitality. But oh, a big, a big part of becoming a doctor is, you know, being consistently studious and being able to delay, uh, uh, you know, your independence and autonomy until your mid thirties, until either you're depending on how early I got started late. So I wouldn't have been a full fledged doctor practicing until I was, you know, mid thirties at best, you know, and that's if everything uh, wound up. And then one last thing I'll say to that is I find that I thrive best in um, 
situations where there is an element of uncertainty um, and being on a 10 year career path, knowing exactly how um, it's going to be mapped out seems so boring to me. Right. And, and I don't have that equipment to be able to just knuckle down for 10 years and be like, cause it would have been worth it in the end. Um, but I have to be willing to pay that price for 10 years. And that is one, that is one area that, you know, I had a, a goal and I haven't once looked back in apprehension. Did I make the right decision? It is, I have definitively, I'm definitively happy at where I am right now. Oh, we also were addressing the issue of stepping out of line in your life. When have you gone out of what the ordinary path would be and um, has it been successful or do you regret it? Would you say that this is probably a great example of you stepping out of line and, and embarking on a different path for yourself? I think so. Um, um, I, you know, my, my, initial, uh, my initial thought when you said that was, A, leaving, I grew up in Austin, Texas, leaving Austin, going to school in the Bay Area, and then back to um, uh, Austin after school. And then I just, I moved to New York. Um, I, I think uh, I, I, f I fell into sort of a rut after college, you know, a six to eight month rut where I, I wasn't really doing, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. You know, I, I as I said, I studied environmental justice, which was a major I built um, at, uh, uh, my university and, and, and psychology. And I thought I wanted to get into law and I quickly realized, you know, and it's very similar to wanting to be a doctor that it was a, a very linear career path that um, I just, I, I don't have the equipment or desire that is needed to pay the price of entry. And while the work would be fascinating, it just wasn't for me. And, um, I think I quickly realized that. And so I fell into a bit of a rut. Um, I, I, I was coaching lacrosse and, uh, I was working at a production company. Um, you know, I, I tried, I tried acting and, and film production for a bit. And then, um, the production company was a startup that actually didn't start up. It kind of, it went under. And so here I am, you know, I, 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 ha I couldn't have had a more successful collegiate career. And, um, you know, my first, my first real job out of college, it was a failure and I needed money. So I got a job bagging groceries and uh, I, I actually loved it because it was at Whole Foods. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, I, I got the job pretty quick. So I was doing that and I was coaching and, uh, um, I, uh, I remember sitting, sitting at a table, having dinner with uh, friends of mine after graduating. They're like, what would you ideally do if you weren't going to law? And I said, I don't know, somehow I'd love to get paid to travel. And like a restart, I ended up getting the job and uh, it was um, facilitating community service uh, projects for high school students so they can beef up their college resume. And from there, I visited some friends in New York City, fell in love with it went back to Austin and noticed in that first week, I was kind of falling into a similar routine and mindset. Cause what is it? People, places, and things. And you know, that kind of like, uh, uh, 
certain aspects of whatever that was, whatever, whatever was facilitating this mindset of de-inspiration, um, just, I, I, I remember sitting on my bed and I'm like, I've been in Austin like three to five days maybe. And I'm like, I have to move to New York. So I booked a plane ticket. I had a chat with my dad and he's like, you got to go for it, man. Oh, wow. And, and, and I did, I, I, I slept on a couch for about three to six months. I, it was kind of on and off and, uh, and that's how I moved to New York. And, um, I guess that's what I initially thought of when, uh, uh, when, with respect to the idea of not staying on a path or, um, you know, breaking a, uh, 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 breaking form maybe. Right. So where do you see your career taking off to? Like, what is your next thing? Assuming, and you can do this before this whole COVID is over because you're able to do what you do, obviously, online and, and help people get moving and exercise. So where do you see, where do you see it going? I love podcasting. I love it. Um, you're good at it, too. You have a very nice, easy voice to listen to. I, I thank you so much. And I, I love getting all the, we love feedback because, you know, we're, it's new to us. You know, we're, we're, we're coming up on our 12th episode and as much as we love it, we're still perfecting our art with it. And um, I, I, I'd, I'd love to deep dive into this platform and uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's such an, it's such a serendipitous time uh, to be uh, to be in that, um, in that field because we're still all kind of socially distanced and, uh, uh podcasts in general are, uh, um, are a, uh, a lot of companies are investing in the platform and it's growing in popularity. Really? Yep. Yep. We're waiting to be picked up. Nice way to expand your horizons outside the walls and, and, you know, if you are stuck, let's say, in a place where you can't get out of, like Austin, Texas, and, you know, whatever, wherever you are at now, and I know there's so many people at home, there's a way to get out of your four walls and meet people. And this is just our yes. way of doing it. Um, and that's why we, we love it. So I see um, the way that you and, and your fiance do it. It's just you have such a nice way with people and talking to people and it's just really it's a nice podcast to listen to i started listening just to do research before i met you and then i started listening to him saying wow i really like this i really you know i can clean my entire house listening to one so it, it's just become a really right. great thing to listen yeah. to so thank you perry loves it too oh we're, we're still planning until they cancel it and we hope they don't the miami marathon which is january 31st this year uh so okay we still have to train um, I need to, I just, um, purchased the mirror. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's, you know, the yep. mirror. sure. So, uh, I, I need to bulk up a little bit on top because I'm pushing her. So that requires more. And, and every year I try to, you know, July on, I try to get a little bit better. So Perry wants to know what marathon tips that you can give us, uh, COVID time training. What could you tell us? Um, I would say um to start don't increase your weekly training more than 10 percent each week so um you know if you if if you're running uh 10 miles a week you know bump bump it up to 11 the next week so on and so forth it's a good go rule crazy. of thumb don't go crazy all at once exactly you That's know better. ease into it and as such um 
I think w when you're talking about uh, uh, something like marathon training, it's you need to you need to find the right balance of consistency and um, and recovery. Um, and uh, uh, everyone gauges this differently, um, but you know, you, so you, are you going to be pushing Perry? So I, I, I'm and, and sorry to disappoint you, but I don't run. <laughs> and everybody who knows me knows I don't run. Um, I'm, I push her and I walk it, a car walk it. We usually okay. we start off in the beginning, um, right behind the elite athletes. So it's kind of crazy. And yeah. um, it's a little scary, you know, we, we're like right there. And um, and our whole team, we usually run with like a team of like 20 other people and they end up catching up to us. And then we all cross over the finish line together. Her physical therapist comes with us, a doctor. So we have like relatives, awesome. friends. It's like a really great yeah. team every year. And, and that is that is Team Perry. Right, that is Team Perry. That's who we are. We also fundraise at the same time. We raise a lot of money for children like Perry who um, are you know ill or have cancer and they need assistance and that's that's what we run for that's what we raise money okay. for so I push Perry up until you know the mark and then um, I usually go by myself and and do it but um, sometimes during the years I, I've actually people on my team have come over and I said yeah I need to help pushing just for a little bit so um, it's exhausting and as I get older I find it getting a little harder but I'm, I'm trying to keep up so, uh, it, it, we, you know, a young kid can run a marathon without training, you know, and they're fine, usually. But that's as right. older, you can't do that. You, you know, you can't recover from that. So that's what I'm finding as I get older, difficulty. I would, one, one sneaky thing that I think is very uh, helpful is it, B12 shots. Oh, having the shots and you can find places that do these pretty inexpensively. You could get them one to two times a week and it really helps with recovery and energy levels. Um, and it's much, and, and, and your body responds much more efficaciously to the shot than it does to um, ingesting it. So um, I would, uh, I would explore that. Um, I think that's a very natural uh, uh, and re reasonable thing to do. Um, when you're talking about doing endurance training, um, and I, I and, and like Haley and I, uh, we got one last week, and you can just feel the energy. Like you, you get it, and <laughs> it was like, you know, normally it was like 10 o'clock, and normally like we're kind of winding down and uh, uh, getting sleepy, and we're both just like wired and full of uh, uh, presence of mind. Because <laughs> I need that. Uh <laughs> because <laughs> um, uh, my trainer came with us last year and he he had iv before he went the day before he got like all tanked up he was so and he was the only one of us who had debilitating diarrhea right after the marathon <laughs> right then um so the rest of us were fine he was sick like a dog um just so you know um i know you work with the trx straps i don't know mm -hmm. if you're TRX brand so Perry has them mounted, I'm looking at them right now, above her bed, and she okay. uses them um, with um, those armbands that you do to hold to, uh, you know, lift yourself up and exercise. So she puts her feet in them, and she, she's, she uses those TRX bands to swing back and forth and to stretch out her hips and legs. Wow. So they're kind of awesome. So I see you do a lot of stuff with uh, awesome. them, and so, yeah. so you can use them for different, you know, for stretching. The feeling of weightlessness helps a lot also. 
it's very cool. Totally. Yeah. I admit. I imagine you probably find it like decompresses the joints when you do that swinging. Um, and it just kind of helps with blood flow and helps you feel a little more uh, energetic and loose. Yeah, she loves it. I, I actually had a question for you guys, if you don't, oh if you don't mind. Nobody's ever asked yeah. us. <laughs> I, well, I feel like, I feel like you've, um, you, you know, you're, you're, you're running marathons um, and, and and you started a podcast and it seems like you you kind of um you're kind of you're 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 going after uh some of uh what what on paper might be some of the most difficult uh uh activities that um uh, that i guess i guess someone in uh, uh with your condition might have like what motivates you to just like uh, see a challenge like this and, and be like, you know what, um, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Like, that's what I want to do. Is, is it being told that you can't do it or being told that, uh, or is it people think, thinking you can't do it that makes you want to do it? Um, I mean, the whole life, people can't do that, they won't care, all that, but I feel like, she said she wants to it's almost like her life is, is i will show you how pretty i can be right yeah. um she's done that with i don't know I don't know if she would be like this if she didn't have muscular dystrophy and didn't have to fight for everything in her life. If she was just a child who had no issues, I don't think she would have this in her, but she has this fuel in her um, with everything, with school. Like, you know, if she doesn't get an A or an A plus, she's kind of pissed at herself. So, you know, for her to get Dean's List is, is a lot of hard work, but she just lets, she just moves on. That's so cool. Let me do my next semester and I have to do just as well. So. But she, she approaches everything like that. And I don't know, she doesn't get it from anybody in, in my family because none of us have that drive <laughs> or passion. But she does, like she's been trying to get an interview um, forever with The Rock. Okay, how is that, or Kelly Clarkson. How is that gonna happen? I don't know. And we were watching Say Yes to the Dress and she goes, Ma, I'm gonna you know, message Haley and see you know, maybe she can interview. And I said, yeah, Perry, you go do that. And she did, and Haley responded. So Perry is always a glass three-quarters full person. And I love that. Right. So she, she never thinks that things are impossible. And if somebody tells her something's impossible, she'll make it possible. And if she fails, she'll, she'll either just say, okay, you know, I'm okay with that, or she'll try it a different way. I have a lot of in my life. Right, she gets a lot of no's, but right. she, we, we went for, when I say we, because I have to go with her, I act as her nurse. She went for an interview um, at a local hospital to work in the marketing department. 
And, you know, she was a little nervous. It was her first interview outside of like, an, you know, a regular job that people knew her. And during the interview, I just saw it turn. I saw it click in the interviewee's head and she was selling herself to us. We didn't have to sell Perry. It's why Perry had to work there. She was like, I really want you to be here. You know, this is what we have to offer. And I think it clicked in Perry's head then that people want her for her brain and what she can do and, and, and what she can accomplish. And I think that at that moment, I don't think she's ever felt that before. That was about two years ago. And I think ever since then, she's been really more confident and, and finds herself being able to do things that she never thought possible. Yeah. So it's in the perspective, I think, how you look at it. I don't know, it's very cool. Well, it's a double-edged sword. I, uh, I think of this Robbins uh, quote where, you know, we, we don't, we, we say we dislike the problems in our life, but we need them because, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but we need them because they make us who we are and they give us, uh, they give us our edges. Right. Um, and uh, like it, nothing, I guess, and I guess that the idea is that nothing is, nothing is all just a challenge. Nothing is just a challenge or just an opportunity. Right. Um, I feel like uh, if you, you are so resilient and gritty because you have to be. Right. And it has made you, uh, it is, it is, it is like sculpted an individual that is just uh, uh, stubbornly defiant of, of what other people, of the, of the limitations other people put on you. And I think that's awesome. Oh, um, and uh, uh, it, it is, it is, I think such a, such a testament to, um, uh, we define our lives, not by the resources we have, but our resourcefulness. Funny, I don't, you know, the people say, uh, you know, you only can handle, like, like God gives you only what you can handle. And I always hated that because I don't believe in that. I think that you me neither. Given, and either you handle it one way or you handle it the other way. You know, right. that's that's it. It's mm -hmm. it's really up to the person to see how they handle it. And and some days are harder than others, but um and Perry's extremely stubborn and what makes her so great also drives me batty. Like as a mom, it makes me crazy that she's so stubborn. But it also I have to admire it because it what what makes her who she is. So uh, yeah, absolutely. That's I think uh, you know right now, like as a as a twenty year old, she's done amazing things in her life, and I can only imagine you know as she gets older, it's gonna. I can't imagine what she's gonna accomplish, but um, she has a platform, and people you know listen to her and watch her and see what she does and right. want to support her. So you know it's it's awesome. So. Uh, and you definitely, and you definitely don't aim low, Perry. Right, like like a normal person would just like say, okay, you know, no, but she like aims really high, and some things work out for her, um, and like you know, like interviewing you is is very exciting for her because you know she admires you and admires what you do. So uh, that's that's very sweet. Uh, I'm really excited for this Kelly Clarkson interview whenever it materializes. Me too. Where can I? I don't know. <laughs> work, work. She's very, she's very big with baseball players at the moment. So, I don't know how. Yeah, they just like and people like she's gotten calls. She's gotten emails from agents saying I had one, one agent, which was crazy that she has an actor and she wants him to interview with her. 
And Perry's like, all right. And we're like dying. We're like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not stalking people. They're coming to us. But, uh, what a, that's, that's such an awesome thing. <laughs> so funny. Um, I want, I want to see uh, more meat posts, more briskets. Look pretty good. You know, it, it, I, I burnt it a little bit, but, um, you know, this was, uh, this was an experience. I was a little nervous for you. Experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted. 